Okay, okay. Sorry for missing about a week, you guys. I had some audio issues with the last one, but I welcome you back. Thank you very much. Uh, We have some really crazy fights coming up this weekend, and we had such an amazing card last weekend. Can't wait to get into it. Can't wait to get into it. But first off, had to apologize for the issues from last time. Again, thanks for coming back, guys. So, last week we had... Anthony Smith versus Alexander Gustafson, and leading up to this fight, I we all kind of thought that, especially the way that Alexander Gustafson was talking, that he might retire after this one if he loses. He was saying some, I don't know if it was particularly derogatory towards Anthony Smith, but I think it was just more reflective of Alexander Gustafson's mindset coming into this. He said that if he lost, he'd probably retire because he wasn't able to compete with the top of the top. But I, I completely disagree. The way that he was looking this fight, um, he was kicking the ass the first three fights. I mean, he wasn't dominating, but he was winning. He was winning the fights for sure. And Anthony Smith just did what he needed to do. Anthony Smith is a beast on the ground. It's a, he's absolutely lethal when it comes to his ground game, and I'm not sure why people are sleeping on that. He's a legitimate black belt, and he does a lot of work in the gi, which means he's got really good technique. So for those of you that don't know much about jiu-jitsu, I'll give you a quick little breakdown. There's gi and no gi. Gi is that crazy-looking kimono whole shirt and pants looking thing uh and that is uh, more of the traditional style of jiu-jitsu and that focuses a lot more on technique and grabbing the collar and other stuff like that because you're going to need more of a technique to get out of a position where someone can grab the collar of your shirt or some or the sleeve you're gonna you're not gonna be able to power out of stuff as easily but when you're not wearing a gi you can power out of a lot of stuff and so it's more impressive in my opinion from my experience if you're if you mostly tra- uh, train no gi so that's what anthony smith does and he he absolutely destroyed gustafson when it came to the ground game he took his back choked him out it was beautiful had to hit him with some hard elbows too some oh his grounded pound is so good it's so good if he if anthony smith got some crazy good wrestling like if he worked like one full camp or in between camps something like that he worked with just some high level olympic wrestlers and learned how to chain wrestle and could get the ground get the game get the fight to the ground more often it would be in his favor a lot of the times i think but he's so good at knocking people out that it doesn't matter um yeah uh unfortunately alexander gustafson retired after losing this fight which is sad in my opinion i think he still has it i just think he i think people underestimate anthony smith and how good he is but that's how the game goes. And honestly, light heavyweights looking good with all of these newcomers like um, Johnny Walker. Uh, what is that dude's name? Dominic Reyes. And uh, this next guy that we're about to talk about, Alexander Rakich. Rakich? Rakich? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. I'm not 100% sure. But he head kicked Jimmy Manimal into next year, month. Oh my god, I don't even know. I don't even know. It was insane. He had kicked him so bad. It was one of the worst knockouts I've seen in a long time. He, His head bounced really hard off the canvas. And if you watch fighting, that's the scariest thing in my opinion. Because that's gravity and it doesn't... It doesn't give back. Like, if you punch somebody, like, your arm isn't going to be as stiff as the ground. Like, he hit his head so hard. And it bounced twice or three times, I think. Two or three times. 
and it was unfortunate. And also, Jimmy Manawan retired after this fight. I think he's lost like four in a row or something like that. Let's let's see. I think four in a row. Let's see if I got it right. Yep, four in a row. He lost four in a row so far. Yeah, I think I wouldn't. I'm. I don't mind seeing him gone, especially somebody who's a knockout person like him. It's like either you get not, either he gets knocked out or he knocks somebody out, and you don't want to see the brain injuries after uh, out of something like that later on in life. And I'm pretty sure he has children, so I, you definitely don't want to see it if he's got kids. Um, there wasn't really any other fights that. Oh wait, no. You know what? The Lena Landsberg and Tanya Evinger fight. That was a good fight. Lena Landsberg sliced up tanya and tanya's so tough she's the one that went went to war with uh cyborg and actually clipped her and she's durable so to to beat her like she did i mean she didn't finish her you're not gonna nobody's gonna really finish tanya evinger except for cyborg but for what lena did it was very impressive very impressive um and then frank camacho beat nick hein that I, i wasn't surprised about that i called that one um I'm still more more impressed with my Anthony Smith call. Like I to get back to that, it was such a great performance in my opinion for Anthony Smith. He was feeling out Gustafson for the first couple of rounds, figured it out, reversed the takedown. Gustafson tried to go for a trip. Uh, Anthony Smith reversed it, took his back, threw in the body triangle, flattened him out, and choked him out. Made him tap. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I loved watching it. Um, especially I love seeing underdogs win. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite things ever. When someone isn't supposed to win, and they win. Speaking of that, Andy Ruiz. I'm going to switch over to boxing real quick just because I'm a little ADHD today. That was so great. I can't believe that that shit happened. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm sad because we kind of lost the hype of the three-headed monster that we had at heavyweight between Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, and Tyson Fury. But, I mean, who cares? Maybe we got another head on that fucker, we got another one, we got a four-headed monster now, with Andy Ruiz, like, that dude's beautiful, or, like, like not that dude, I don't know, the way, he's, he's thick, he's thick, he's a thick boy, but the way that he fights is absolutely beautiful, he's got fast hands for heavyweight, and he's just a short, short little tank, it's, 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 it's fun to watch, especially when he beats somebody like Anthony Joshua, where everyone's got all the hype behind him, and everyone thinks he's the greatest, and everyone says he's like, he's a, he's Adonis-like, he's like Greek, a Greek sculpture, (laughs) he got knocked out by the dude who looks like the Marshmallow Man, and it was absolutely beautiful to watch, Mm. and I think it's gonna bring in a new era for the, uh, heavyweights, where they're gonna realize that they can't just fuck around and fight these quote-unquote nobodies because Andy Ruiz actually had been offered to fight Anthony Joshua before uh last year was offered like 30 grand to fight him or something pathetic like that and now he knocks him out for 7 million absolutely beautiful it's such a great story like rags to riches you always love hearing something like that you always love hearing about it um all right back to the fights back to MMA back to MMA I did have to talk about boxing for a little bit there uh and and De- oh, wait real quick and Deontay Wilder's reaction to it was absolutely beautiful just talking shit to Joshua I love that play in the heel I love when people play the heel uh yeah back to Alexander Rakich speaking of playing the heel he did a second rate like celebration at the end like he was telling the crowd to be quiet and like because he knocked someone out because someone was asleep in the ring and it's like dude you didn't even make that up like that's you stole that from tiago silva 
a real sketchy dude. Like, that guy got arrested for, like, beating the hell out of his wife or something and, sta- and like, attempting to stab somebody or stabbing somebody. Like, that guy is sketch. He's a heel. And then you're going to pretend that you're a heel by shushing the crowd. And then you're going to apologize for what you did. And then you're going to commend it. Like, he's back and forth, man. Pick it. You're going to be a heel or you're going to be the good guy. You're going to be babyface, like, as they say in WWE. From my days of watching WWE. What, like, what are you going to be? You're going to be the babyface or you're going to be the heel? And if you're going to say something like that, or, I mean, do have a celebration like that, lean into being the fucking heel. Lean into it. Be the bad guy. You just head kicked somebody into the next fucking dimension. Be the bad guy. Don't apologize. Who are you apologizing to in that crowd? None of those guys are going to kick your ass in that crowd. You just head kicked one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Why are you apologizing to them? Sorry, I got a little riled up about that. I hate when people can't pick a side just because they're trying to be famous. Because just to say stuff to say stuff. It's like, fucking pick a side, bro. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any other fights that stood out. That really grabbed my attention on that card. But it was awesome. Uh, rightfully so, Anthony Smith got a performance bonus and Alexander Rakich. And uh, it was awesome. It was a really good fight card. I mean, it was early in the morning. I hate when they have those early morning ones. Like, I was playing video games, streaming. Uh, quick plug, I'm also a streamer. Mixer.com slash THC donor. Uh, yeah, I was watching those when I should have been streaming. But fights over streaming, in my opinion. I love I love watching the fights. Fights over video games. They only happen about once a week. <laughs> now that there's a card every fucking week in this in this new UFC. Okay, now on to the next event, which I think is going to be a fucking barn burner. I think it's going to burn everything down. Everything, not just the barn, the whole fucking farm. This is going to be such a good card. Like all the way, like Eddie Wineland is still fighting. I didn't even know that dude was still fighting. He's fighting on the prelims, poor dude. And Angela Hill. Oh, Zhao Zhan Yan, Yan, Zhao Zhan Yan. Uh, she's a crazy fighter out of China. She's on the prelims fighting Angela Hill. That's going to be a really good card. I mean, a really good fight. Uh, Caitlin uh, Chukajian. I can't remember. I can't remember how to pronounce her last name. And Joan Calderwood, that Australian. That's going to be a good way to uh, start it off. Even the early prelims, not even just the prelims, the early prelims that are on Fight Pass are good fights. Like, just to start off the preliminary card that's going to be on ESPN, we have Ricardo Lamos, a top, I don't know what he's ranked now, probably top seven, top eight, featherweight, is leading the freaking preliminary card. Like, that just shows you how stacked this card is. And then next, we got Carolina Kovalkiewicz and Alexa Grasso. I don't know how I feel about this one for Carolina, just because um, Alexa Grasso is a good, good wrestler. And, uh, I'm not, Carolina's more of, like, a stand-up, stand-up fighter, but, 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 she's, she's a badass, and she's Polish, like, I, I'm pretty sure she's Polish, uh, those Polish fighters are, <clears throat> they're nothing to fuck with, you can't, like, like, Joanna Jacek, she's, she's vicious, the only person she's ever really lost to is, um, the champion at 125, Shevchenko, who's fighting on this card, and, uh, Rose Namajunas. Those are the only people she's ever really lost to. All like both of those ladies are absolutely amazing fighters, top tier. So those those Polish Poland is putting out a lot of really high caliber fighters lately. And then next, this one, oh, man, I'm so excited for this fight. For those of you guys that know Aljamain Sterling, he's a badass. 
He's so much fun to watch. And the only real loss that he's had is to Marlon Moraes, who's fighting. And it was like a fluke head kick. Like, even Marlon, who knocked him out, he's like, yeah, I meant to go for a knee, but Aljamain just leaned into it and took and took the head kick. It was just a weird... He just got caught. That's what happens sometimes in MMA. It's not like other sports where there's not as many flukes. There's there's going to be some flukes. Like, not to say that Marlon Moraes isn't a better fighter or, like, a high-caliber fighter. It's just it was a weird fight the way that it ended. But Aljamain Sterling and Pedro Munoz, just so you guys know, these guys are number three and four, I believe, in the rankings for bantamweight, 135 pounds, and they're on the prelim cards. I just this fight card is so stacked. I can't believe that like a lot of these fights aren't in like the July, like the UFC fight week, like the weekend where they have like three different cards. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm baffled. I'm baffled that some of these fights aren't on there. Now we have Tatiana Suarez and Nina Ansarov. This is going to be a real good one. Not that, like, I think it's going to be a close one. I think I think Tatiana Suarez is just going to absolutely destroy Nina Ansaroff, just like she's been doing to everyone else. She's going to take her down, ground and pound her, and beat the shit out of her. No, I don't really think there's much else to it. It's going to be a good fight, though. It's going to be fun to watch. I love watching Tatiana Suarez fight. Anybody who can dominate people that viciously and that decisively... I just enjoy watching. Uh, and then now to the main event. Main event. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got Taito Ivasa and Blagoy Ivanov. I believe Ivanov is a former heavyweight champion over at Bellator or World Series of Fighting. It's one of the two. Yeah, World Series of Fighting. Yeah, he was a champ at World Series of Fighting. And he's fighting Taito Ivasa, the crazy Australian, I think he is. I don't think he's New Zealander. I think he's Australian. He always does a shoey after he wins. He's crazy. That shit's gross. You're going to get staph infection, bro. Doesn't, don't don't be drinking alcohol at people's shoes, you nasty-ass motherfucker. But you're a good fighter, and you're hilarious. So I love I love watching you fight. And then we got Jimmy Rivera and uh, Petra Yan. Peter Yarn Petra Petter Petter Petra. I don't know. I can't pronounce some of those uh, European names, but this is gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good bantamweight fight. Like I just feel bad for Jimmy Rivera. It seems like he's always just a gatekeeper. He's not gonna like the what like he was supposed to fight. Um, he was supposed to fight for the title way back in the day when, um, from against Brandau. He's supposed to fight again. No, not Brandau. No, not Diego Brandau. Shit, I can't remember his name. It's been so long. Whoever TJ Dillashaw won the the belt from, actually Jimmy Rivera was supposed to fight. Or was it a Sun Salad? Dude, I get those two confused. You know what? I'm just going to stop talking about that before I fuck something up and say something that's incorrect. But I believe Jimmy Rivera was supposed to fight for a title and then got hurt and then TJ Dillashaw got it. It's either him or Rafael Asuncao. I'm bad with keeping... Nope, it was Asuncao. Son of a bitch. That's what I get. Whatever. You guys got to hear me be human and mess up for once when it comes to MMA. Um, I think Jimmy Rivera is probably going to win. I, I'll, I'll do my picks after. I'll do my picks uh, after I talk about the whole card. Uh, and then we have Tony Ferguson and Donald Zeroni. This could headline a fucking UFC event on its own. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even understand why this is on this. This this card is just so amazing. This is I would pay just for these three the three main fights like it, it's absolutely insane is this even a you is this even a pay-per-view yeah it is pay-per-view i thought i was like what the fuck uh yeah tony ferguson and donald cerrone tony ferguson is obviously coming back from his crazy weird mental stuff where he was flicking holy water on his wife and saying that she was a witch that was a little weird that definitely sounds like head trauma and i'm worried about him for sure but i still want to see him fight cowboy 
I still want to see him fight Donald Cerrone. I do feel really bad loving MMA so much that a little part of me is willing for this dude to take some more head trauma just so I can see a fight. But I'm not in charge. I don't make the decisions. I just enjoy the results. So we'll see what happens. I I really hope the best for Tony Ferguson. Uh, It's going to be a banger against Donald Cerrone. It's going to be a banger. I think it might be. It's only three rounds, but... I think it'll probably go the distance. Uh, and then we have Valentina Shevchenko. My my, oh, my girl. I love this chick so much. She's such a badass. She's a fucking monster. And she can dance real well. And she, she's like a weird combination. She's like Polish and Chilean or something like that. She's got a very interesting combination of nationalities. But she's fighting Jessica I for the women's flyweight. I believe this is her first defense or second defense. She's probably going to beat the fuck out of Jessica I. I love Jessica I. She's a good fighter. I just think Shevchenko's stand-up is just way too good. It's way too good. And then we have Henry Cejudo, who is the 125-pound champion at flyweight, coming up to 135 to fight for the vacant belt left by TJ Dillashaw because he likes to take EPO like he's a cyclist, Lance Armstrong-looking motherfucker. But what we have here is two really high-level guys fighting for the vacant belt at 135. And here's where I'm going to start making picks. I think... Henry Cejudo is not going to be able to do it. I think Marlon Moraes is going to be a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, and I think he's going to take it. Marlon's got really good uh, takedown defense, and I think he's going to be able to do enough to to stop the takedown from Cejudo, who is an Olympic gold medalist who who tells you every single chance that he is given. He will never not tell you that he's a fucking gold medalist. It's the most annoying thing ever, but you still got to respect him. I think Marlon Moraes is going to take it. I think he could take it in a third round TKO. Uh, TKO KO, one of those. Um, I think Henry Cejudo is going to really be trying to take him down a bunch. And he's not going to be able to do it. And then Marlon Moraes has just got such... He knocks people out at 135. Not many people knock out people like like he does at 135. So I think he's going to be able to do it. Next, we have Valentina Shevchenko and Jessica I. Obviously, I can't bet against my girl, Valentina Shevchenko. That'd be fucking blasphemy. How could I How could I do that to her? I could never do that to her. Ever. I'll never pick against her. But we got it. We got it. I think she's going to win. Uh, I think she's going to also stop Jessica I. Jessica I is not an easy person to stop, but I do think she's going to be able to do it. Um... Let's go fourth round stoppage. I think it's going to take a little bit longer. Fourth round stoppage for Valentina Shevchenko. And then Donald Cerrone and Tony Ferguson. I think this one's going to go the distance. Uh, I don't think either of them are going to get taken out. Tony Ferguson can take people out, but I don't think he's going to be able to take out somebody like Cowboy Cerrone. It's hard to take out Cowboy. He only really gets stopped by 170 pounders just because of the size difference. Uh, I can't bet against Donald Cerrone, so I'm going to take Donald Cerrone with the decision. He hasn't lost since he had his kid Danger, so he's recently a father. He's on like a four-fight win streak streak since he's been a father. Uh, He has like a new motivation. And this is what you hear from a lot of fighters is... It's one way or the other. Like, it's not, It's almost never in the middle. They either get a new motivation to fight and try to get the championship, or they lose motivation because they get a little bit softer. They get. They lose that edge that they had <clears throat> that made them that vicious knockout artist. I've, I've heard rumors about this with Cody Garbrandt, and that's one of the... One of the things that's going on with him, supposedly. I don't know if that's 100% true, but you never know. You never know. Uh, yeah, I think Donald Cerrone, by decision, 
it's gonna be a close fight, but I think Cowboy's gonna etch it out. I think it's gonna be close enough where it can go either way, but the judges are gonna pick Donald because it's Donald, and everyone loves Donald. Um, Jimmy Rivera and Petra Jan. I've, I've seen Petra Peter, however pronounce his name, but it's. I don't know, man. I don't think he's gonna be able to beat. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going with Petri. I think he's only lost one fight. Let me check. I believe he has only lost one fight, and it wasn't in the UFC. Yeah, he's lost one fight, and it wasn't in the UFC. So he's undefeated in the UFC. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go with this guy. You know what? He beat my homie John Dodson. I love that dude. I love John. Yeah, you know what? Let's go with Petra. Let's go with the upset. Uh, Probably a decision. I don't think Petra is a finisher. I think maybe he submits people, if anything. No, he's knocked a few, he's knocked a few people out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know enough about him. I'll just go decision. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Now tied to Avasa versus Blagoy, Blagoy Ivanov, Ivanov. Yeah, I think I gotta go with tied to Ivasa just because I love him. He's durable. He's he's a little thick boy too, like like Andy Ruiz, like I was talking about. I think he can win against uh against Blagoy. Let's go with second round knockout. Tatiana Suarez and Nina Ansaroff. I think it's 100% going to be a, uh, a decision with Tatiana just dominating. Or, you know what? Third round stoppage. I'm going third round stoppage. A late stoppage. She's going to beat the shit out of her, and then the, the ref's going to just have enough of it. Aljamain Sterling and Pedro Munoz. I hope Aljamain takes it with a third round TKO. That's what I'm hoping for. Pedro Munoz is also a beast, but I don't think Aljamain's going to get into those slugfests like... Uh, like Cody Garbrandt did with Pedro Munoz, and I think Aljamain's going to be able to take the win uh, with a with a TKO based with his power because he's got pretty good fucking power. But so does Munoz. Uh, I just think he's a little bit more technical. Um, yeah, third round TKO for Aljamain Sterling. Karolina Kovalevich and Alexa Grasso. I'm going to go with Kovalevich because I love her. She's awesome. Uh, yeah, we're going to go with Kovalevich decision. I don't think she's going to be able to finish her. I think she's going to piece her up, keep her at bay with the jab, and just piece her apart. Ricardo Lamas and Calvin Qatar. I don't know who this Calvin kid is. I'm going to go with Lamas. I don't know when the last time Lamas finished anybody. I don't know if he's still got the finishing ability that he used to. Let's see. Oh, yeah, he beat up Darren Elkins. He just knocked him out. What am I talking about? Yeah, we're going... Uh, yeah, we're going... Ricardo Lamas, uh, second round TKO, and then, this is crazy, usually I don't even go down and pick the early printing limbs, but we're going to because these are still good fights, Zhao Zhan Yan, Zhao Zhen, Zhao, Zhao, Zhao Nan Yan, I, I'm sorry, I butchered that name so bad, Angela Hill, uh, let's go with, uh, I love Angela, but she's inconsistent, man, she loses, she wins, she loses, she wins, I'm gonna go with Zhao Zhan. Yeah, let's go Zhao Zhan. Um, Bavon Lewis, I don't know who that is, and Darren Stewart. I'm not gonna make a pick on that one. I'm not educated enough on either of them. Eddie Wyland and Grigory Popov. I've only seen like one fight of Popov, I believe. Popov, 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 Popov. Um, I think Eddie Wyland still has it in him. I don't think he's as good as he used to be when he challenged for the title, but I think he's still good. I think he's still got it. He's lost lost two in a row, but that's that's not a biggie. That's no biggie. You can still handle it. Yeah, let's go with Eddie Wineland. Second round TKO. And then Caitlin Chukagan and 
Joanne Calderwood. Man, I messed up that first name so bad, I almost butchered the second name that I already know how to do. That is, that's, that's impressive, Caitlin. I'm gonna say you win just based on how bad I butchered your name. Uh, we're gonna go probably decision. I don't think Joanne, like, I don't think you could be able to finish Joanne Calderwood. She's too beast. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I don't really want to preview the next, the next card until, until an upcoming episode. So that'll be it for now. Oh, wait, no, actually, I wanted to talk a little bit about some dumb shit that, that Mike Perry said. So if you guys know anything about Mike Perry, he's 140 or 170 pounder welterweight with, oh, excuse me, with face tattoos and he's an absolute idiot. Someone was talking to him about, I think it was an interview with some paper or something like that. They were talking about weight cutting and whatnot. And he said people's performances would actually get worse. And weight cutting has absolutely nothing to do with knockouts. And ugh. okay, so for those of you that don't know much about fighting, that's just the stupidest thing you could ever really say. So some of these guys, so let's say... um. Let's talk about, not Donald, Donald's not a good one to talk about for weight cutting. Alright, yeah, here we go. Aljamain Sterling, let's talk about Aljamain Sterling, he's going to be fighting at 135, he's probably, what day is it, today's Thursday, he's probably walking around at 160 pounds, and he's going to have to cut 25 pounds maybe? I mean, like he's going to do some of that through diet, obviously, <clears throat> towards the end, but a lot of that's going to be fucking water weight. And you're telling me, have you ever been severely dehydrated, 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 no, dehydrated on a walk or you're playing sports or anything like that? You feel like you're going to fucking die. Like, you can't do anything correctly. So the fact that these guys are dehydrating themselves and then the next day, not at 100% coming in and fighting and taking shots to the head, it's going to be detrimental to your, to your ability to absorb any kind of punishment to your organs or to your head because they're going to be dehydrated just like your skin gets dehydrated. It's not like your your organs are immune to it. So don't ever, ever listen to anybody who says anything about that when it comes to weight cutting. Like it's going to be detrimental to your performance. You need to cut the least amount of weight as possible, in my opinion. Um, and then, oh yeah, we have Uriah Faber coming back, which I think is kind of cool. He's going to be fighting Ricky Simone. The most vicious mullet ever. If you guys don't don't know who he is, look him up. Ricky Simone, S I M O N. He's a uh, yeah. He's kind of crazy fucking mullet, but it's amazing. It's absolutely beautiful and ugly at the same time. But I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, that is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening and coming back after my slight hiatus with the audio issues. But I believe I figured everything out. Uh, once again, if you haven't, come follow me on Mixer. Come hang out. Mixer.com slash THC donor. Uh, also check out some of my friends. Blackus, It's Khaleesi. Babylon Dawn. Slaya, even though she doesn't stream anymore, it doesn't matter. I love you guys all. You are all amazing. If I forgot anybody, I'm so sorry. I'll thank you next time. Bug me about it. Come hang out in the stream and be like, Why aren't you shouting me out, bro, on your podcast? I'll shout you out if you're a homie. You already know. Love you. Mwah.